Welcome to the podcast, Cap, Cultivate, Accumulate, and Prosper. My name is Jerry Davis, also known as JD. I'm a life coach, uh, two-time book author, Five Dimensions of a Man, Five Dimensions of a Man Reloaded. I'm also a former educator in Shelby County Schools. Um, I am the C, Cultivate for Cap, which which is to foster growth of, therefore, we foster growth of yourself or others that are around you. Hello, hello. My name is Erica Jackson. Uh, I am AKA EJ, AKA Coach E, AKA E Jizzle. They laugh about the E Jizzle sometimes. (laughs) I am a playwright and I have created two stage plays, Detours 1 and Detours 2. I am also a conference organizer for Manifest Conference, and I am a life coach. And here recently, I have been working on my first book, From Detours to Destiny. I am the A part of CAP, and when I think of that, that's for accumulate, accumulating wealth and prosperity. Hi, I'm Shamil Jackson. No relation to Erica Jackson or E. Jizzle. (laughs) I am a native Miffian. I'm an author, life coach, speaker, and I also work in social services. And I am uh, help. I help second Christian single Christian women move forward at the relationship ends. And I am the P um, in Cap, and that stands for prosper. And we just want to be prosperous in all areas of our life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, all areas. That's what it does. Just mean financial, but all areas of life. We want to be prosperous, which means being successful or thriving. All right, all, all right. right. So y'all excited about being here today? I am. am. Oh, I've are. been waiting on this. <laughs> I have been waiting on this. <laughs> I've been waiting on this. This is amazing. Um, I'm thankful for this opportunity, and we're going to get right into it. So listen, we have what we like to call the buzz. And with the buzz, we want to talk about the things that's going on in Memphis or the world, period. Um, so let's talk about it, y'all. Okay. Well, first and foremost, you will have to be living under a rock the past several weeks to know what happened here in Memphis, an unfortunate tragedy with the young brother Tyree Nichols and the five officers. Um, Police brutality is never a good thing. Uh, These incidents seem to constantly happen all across our nation, and it just hit even closer to home when it happened here in Memphis. it was very unfortunate, and the dynamic of it being five black cops is no less uh, heinous as if it would have been uh, cops that weren't black. But how do that make you all feel just knowing that that happened here at home here in Memphis? For me, it was – I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it was it was heartbreaking. Um, kind of makes you, not kind of, it does make you emotional, especially knowing that these are five black cops. You know, these are the people that's here to to help protect us. They're supposed to keep us safe, and yet they are the ones who are hurting the people. I think that was just really heartbreaking. But the thing that really got to me the most is when you look at the video, which I only watched a little bit of it. I couldn't I couldn't take mm-hmm. the whole thing. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm not a mother, but to know that he was actually calling for his mom, and I know that resonated with a lot of mothers. I hear them talking about how, you know, that could have been my son. That could have been my child. And to know 
that you're a mother and you can't help your child. You know what I'm saying? It has to be hard. I know it is for, to me, and I'm not even a mother. Right. Just to piggyback off what Erica said, um, I have coworkers mentioned that who are moms that said that part got to them too. And I it, initially, I wasn't going to watch the video, but I think just hearing so much about it on social media, about the video, it was like it, I became curious. And so I did um, watch it. And so I was thinking it was going to be, they said it was, Four, it was four videos of total to about an hour long, but I'm thinking this lasted for an hour, but it was really was different clips of what happened. And so it's just so many levels to this incident. It's just, it's one, not, you know, normally we were looking at it because of the race thing. It, was, it wasn't a white cop, it was black cops. So that's, that's a whole nother level on top of what we already have going on. And so... It's just a lot of, also, I think a lot of unanswered questions, like what happened, because we, we see the video, but there's obviously more outside of the video, of the videos, so it's just, mm -hmm. once you think, okay, what really happened, even though when you see the video, you still want to know what else happened, because they probably didn't get everything, and so it's just very sad, and then also it's, it's all over. Like he's, uh, Jerry said, you have to be on the rock to not know that um, this happened. So, and also for me, after every tra tragedy like this, you, when you go past a cop or you feel like a cop is behind, when a cop is right. driving behind you, it, 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 you feel some type of way. That's right. how I, it's like, it's almost like a fear, even though you may be driving the speed limit, you may have your seatbelt on, you may have a clean record, but it's just like, after something like that, when you see a cop, regardless if they're black or white, it brings a certain emotion. And so whether it's a negative or a positive emotion, it brings an emotion. I am interested, though, Jerry, in hearing what that makes you feel like. But just, you know, just being a black male and being having to like what you feel like if you were to get stopped and having putting yourself in that situation. Well, just just being a black man in this country and knowing what goes on um, and having a son. I mean, my son is 27 and he lives in Boston and. When we have conversations, I tell them all the time, you know, just, you know, do what you're supposed to do um, and be mindful, uh, be vigilant. I know he hangs out with his friends when he's not at work. And, um, you know, just you, you have to it's one of those things where you have to constantly keep your mind on guard on what could be. You don't want to think of the worst case scenario, but, um, you know. You want to be respected and be respectful to officer, but at the same time, you just got to be vigilant. And, um, you know, when I do see police cars come up behind me or something, that thought go through my head for a second, but then I keep it moving as long as I know I'm not speeding or anything. But um, it's just the, time, the times that we're living in, but they're going to have to do something because just thoughts and prayers is not right. fixing that issue. So some legislation has to be passed or else it can get worse and then there could be violence spewed back the other way because people are tired of having to, uh, you know, black mothers are crying and, and losing their sons and daughters. So, Right. It's just like, like you said, there has to be some legisl legislation done. It's just like I was once an educator as well. So it's only so many times that you're going to tell the <coughs> a student to stop doing that eventually there there has to be a consequence and so that's how people learn okay if i do this this is going to happen 
So if I know this is going to happen, I'm not going to do this. So we have to do that same thing with um, even those in authority. If they're not doing what they're supposed to do in their position, there has to be a consequence. I totally agree with that. Um, and just making sure we teach about these consequences. And we do that in the schools anyway. You mm -hmm. know, if you do this, this is going to happen. Right. Um, keep that in mind, especially that's a very, very important thing that you did just say, Shamel, because we have to make sure these students keep that in mind. You know, a lot of times, we, especially a lot of uh, young kids or high school kids, mm -hmm. they can be very hot-headed sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon yeah. as you get stopped, it's like, you know, what you stopping me for, you know, and right. ready to jump and stuff. So we have to get them educated in this. I think it's mm -hmm. something that we really need to talk to students about, especially in this day and time. Right. We really right. need we to do. get with our students and with our children, period. Mm -hmm. I know some parents were looking at this whole thing like should i show my child this video mm -hmm. and the thing is if you're going to make sure that they're old enough to handle it and have a conversation about right. it right not just That's look true. at it but have a conversation and not be reactive right about it. yeah <clears throat> That's true. Yep. so what's another buzz topic that we have on a lighter note you know i'm gonna i'm gonna come here i gotta come in here with this y'all have y'all heard about these beyonce tickets Yes, we, I mean, we like, have. Like, wait, you know, I'm like, the seat's on the floor. I'm here like, what, $1,000 or close to it? I haven't even looked at the prices, uh, I guess because I'm, well, you can, you can not be interested in going and still look at the price. I just, I just haven't, but I've just been hearing about them. And they don't surprise me, but I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about the people that's going to pay uh, those floor seat prices. You that's said, what they want to do. That's what now, they want to do. Now, you said the people that's going to pay. You know, I was just going to ask, are you going to this Beyonce concert? I am not. <laughs> I am not going. Uh, I used to be a huge Beyonce fan years ago, but, you know, as life moved on, I moved on from, you know, different artists. So I will not be attending the concert. <clears throat> Well, I, I like Beyonce, but uh, I'm gonna watch it from uh, a video from somewhere. Um, I'm not, nah, not, not for that amount um, that I'm going to pay. And this, and you know, it's not regardless whether I have it or not. It's just I, I just can't wrap my head around. I got to see more than just one person if I'm gonna pay some money like that somewhere like on an island somewhere as well, inclusive. Um, been to I've been to a Beyonce concert. I've been to when she was with Destiny's Child as well. And I'm trying to think, did they even have opening artists? I don't even remember if the, if they had opening artists. So we so we talking about possibly just this <laughs> one price, one person. No, I will not be attending. Although I think Beyonce is great. I've never been to a concert, and one day, yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I still, even if I had it, I cannot see myself paying for that kind of money for on a concert. Not even for like a Valentine's Day thing or anything <laughs> like that. I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, yeah. We shall see how, those, how that plays out. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. No, they are not together anymore, uh, but they are still a hot topic. Um... We don't know what happened to their relationship, but we know they have broken up. 
and people are still talking about it to this day. But because we don't know what happened in a relationship, we can't say too much. But what I will say is, um, Laura's young, she's, and she's also younger than Michael B. Jordan. And so that can bring a different mindset. Um, we, like I said, we don't know those people. I don't know them personally, I'll say that. Um, so we don't know if Michael B. was ready to get married and Lori was not, which when I was 20-something, and a bunch of my, and my peers, we were not trying to get married at that age. So I don't, if that was the case, I believe, you know, it was best. If he was ready and she was not, I guess it was best to go separate. What do y'all take on Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan? Well, I'm going to say this. Um, I know that's a big thing in pop culture right now about their previous relationship a year or so ago and uh, all the different dating drama or dating things with Lori. But um, I'm a fan of Michael B. Jordan as far as his movies, you know, with the Creed. Of course, anybody that knows mm-hmm. me know I'm a huge boxing movie fan. But to pivot back to about them and their relationship, I just think they was just in two different places. Mm-hmm. Um, him being in his mid to late 30s, her being in her late 20s. Um, sometimes that work out, sometimes that doesn't. Right. And in True. their case, that wasn't the case. Um, you can speculate all day as to why it didn't, but mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just things works out work out for the best. So she's moved on. He's moved on, but uh, I think a lot of people haven't moved on. But <laughs> but that's just that's the nature of the culture it. right now. People want to know what's you know what's the gossip, what's what's juicy, what's going on in different people's lives. Um, so, but I just say you know she's doing her thing, and he's definitely doing his thing. Um, you know, and that just happens sometimes. That happens in real life with people. Yeah, true. I think true. I actually kind of. Agree with Shamel on that too. I think that that with that age group, there can be like two different, you know, dynamics mm-hmm. um, because they're in two different places. Uh, one has experienced more than the other, of course. And of course, just like Jerry said, sometimes you can make um, that work, you know, and sometimes you can't. Right. Um, obviously, they weren't able to, but um, I like to think too sometimes of like. And hopefully they do, too, that think about the good times that they had and stuff, you know, right. being able to see them together. And then, of course, you have to move on, you know, or sometimes, you know, if you can't move on, what you can do is, you know, after handling and going through a breakup like this, you can talk to Shamel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And she can yes, help you with your breakup. You move you know? on, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, if it didn't work out. Life is not over, and we can move on. But um, since we're talking about relationships, you know, this is February, the love month, Valentine's Day is coming up. Whether you celebrate it or not, it's going to be in your face. (laughs) So let's uh, talk about three things that are important to you when it comes to a relationship. And we can, you know, go with romantic first, and then if you want to tie into friendship, if there are some common traits that you have for romantic and friendship, you can do that. But uh, I'll just first list the three things that are important to me. And these are not in order priority, it's just three things off my list. Um, being teachable, that's important to me in a relationship. Um, goal-oriented, that's important. And then sense of humor, and I'll elaborate on those in a little later. What are you guys three? Okay, um, 
I like those, too. Those are some good ones. <laughs> um, while I have a couple that um, are, like, just a given, like love and being a Christian, that's just a given for me. Mm -hmm. So I think that for the three in a romantic relationship, it would be trust, mm -hmm. um, communication, and ambition. Mm. Yeah, like trust, communication, and ambition, like that. Well, the three for me, whether it's romantic or friendship, um, and I've got two that Erica has, uh, it's communication, respect, and trust. So it's CRT. It's not critical race theory, but it's <laughs> communication, respect, and trust because those three things are are definitely important uh, to foster any form of relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's romantic or friendship, or hell, family. You know, I mean, just, you know, if you don't have those three things, uh, it, nah, it's not going to work. It's not. Yeah, I agree. Communication is definitely important in any any um, relationship, whether it's professional, romance, all the relationships is important. Um, going back to my three, teachable, we're always learning. Like, we're always evolving. We're going to... And while we're here, we're still going to be learning. So we have to be teachable regardless of what background we come from. When we get into a relationship with people, you come from different backgrounds. So right. I have to be teachable on things that I did not learn that that person learned from their background. So, you know, if you want to call me out, let's just use that phrase, call me out on something. But I have to be mature enough to say, okay, let me learn. This is not the right way to do this. So this is a better way of doing something. And vice versa, that person needs to be teachable as well. And, you know, that can be a re why, reason why people are not teachable can vary. But uh, I think that's truly important if we're ever going to evolve um, as a person. Even Jesus grew in wisdom. So we have to grow in you know, wisdom. I look at you say teachable, and then sometimes I also think the thing that comes to mind in that too is like, being able to compromise too, because like sometimes, you know, you're teachable and you're learning different things from people. And it's like in that being able to meet each other at a medium, you know, cause someplace one person may be here and you're learning about this person and seeing where they are. And you're not in that same place, but being able to come together and come to a compromise as well. Right. I think that's so important in a relationship yeah. because so many times you have one person who's giving and giving and giving and, you know, trying to make the relationship better and you don't have that person meeting them, you know, halfway. Right. And it goes back to communication. <clears throat> Let me communicate um, who I am and what I came from, what I think about this because um, that leads to a lot of misunderstanding when we don't communicate. And so we won't know if that person's teachable unless we communicate um, what we got going on in our mind. So, like I said, all three, everything right. that we mentioned, they all go together. We all need those. Um, then I said goal-oriented, like you said, ambitious, kind of, you know, synonyms. Just it doesn't have to be like what you're going to be doing in 40 years. It's not that. It's just right. you have to, when you wake up, what is your why are you why are you waking up? What is your plan while you're up? You see what I'm saying? So it, when you don't have goals, then it's like you well, you you're basically living a pur a purposeless life if you don't know um, what goals you want to accomplish because that's going to determine your daily actions. And we can make yearly goals, but we got to break those down into 
daily goals as well. Yeah, and and that's important because you don't want to deal with somebody that's just like, like, okay, so what's your you know, what you got going on for the week? What you, what you, you know what are you doing? Nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just chilling. <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> You, you got to be able to, you know, are you going to work or, or do you work a, Do you work for yourself or right. you, do you go into an office or, 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 or what What do you do? Because, you know, that's important. That's a fundamental important factor of who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and then with me, like I said, you know, the respect after communication, respect. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you don't respect something or somebody, you know, it's going to be irrelevant. It's pointless. You you cannot build any type of relationship if if two people don't respect one another. It says in the Bible, Amos, how can two walk together unless they agree? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm not trying to get preachy on you, but that's just a, <laughs> right? that's just a reality. Real, you know right? what I'm saying? That's how it is. So you know, you got to be able to. And Aretha Franklin, she sang the song "Respect." It's not just for women, but it's, it it goes for both genders, men and women, and uh, a lot of people. Sometimes, subconsciously, um, they they don't they may not think they not respecting somebody, but you you'll know if you actually respecting the person you and in relationship with or talking to, because uh, they should they should let you know. Uh, and outside of that, the last one for me was trust. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't trust you. I, I can't. There's nothing can't that we can. Uh, we, there's nothing we can do, business or personal. Right. Because you got to be able to know that this person is not going to sell me short. This person is not going to take advantage <laughs> of me. This person is not going to expose my weaknesses, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. vulnerabilities and stuff like that. And that happens with both men and women. And I, I've seen it in my lifetime. I've seen it with friends. I've seen it within my family. Um, so, you know, and trust is something that's very, it's a commodity that is so precious. I if promise. If you yeah. break it, it's hard. Hard to get it back. Yeah. And it's in saying that about trust, because as you know, me and Jerry had two of the same ones with trust and the communication. And I said trust because with me, I've had to deal with people who showing me that they, they cannot be trusted, be it a, mm-hmm. be it a friend mm-hmm. or be, in a, be it in a romantic relationship. And I'm trying to give, give it a chance. And I used to have this thing that I say, um, I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to. Mm. After being in, you know, involved with a couple of people, I started saying, I'll trust you when you give me a reason to trust you. To trust you. And I don't really like to be like that because, you know, it's almost like you have to have this guard up, and I can't stand to be like that. I like to just be able to be myself and everything, but if you keep dealing with the same type of things, it make you wonder, like, okay, as soon as one thing happens... Okay, are you gonna do this again? Right. Okay, I caught you cheating once. Are you gonna do this mm-hmm. again? And it's in the back of your mind, <laughs> even when you're trying to say, "Okay, I'm gonna try to make this work." You hear about married couples who can't make it after that, and they try to go through counseling, but it's in the back of their mind: Are you gonna do this again? You know what I'm right. saying? And you don't want to keep them to this get them to this point where they can't even go out because it's right. like as soon as I go out. If I have to go out of town with work, am I going to be able to trust that you ain't going to have somebody here at the house? You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, then, too, I said ambition. And with ambition, just like you saying uh, goal-oriented, mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. But with ambition, 
I'm a go getter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm up. I'm you know, I'm working a job. I'm working on a book. I work on a conference. You know, I've done plays and stuff, and I want to know that you're going to get out there and do what needs to be done. Okay, so if you lose a job, are you going to sit on the couch and just play video games? <laughs> or are you going to get out? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to get out? Are you going to? It's so many ways to try to do something. Get out. Do Uber Eats deliveries. You know what I'm saying? I'll get out there and do it myself. Yeah. But get out there and do something. I can't be just working and doing all this and somebody is not taking the initiative to say, you know what, I'm trying to get out here too. I'm trying to make something of myself too. Care about yourself enough to want to get out and make something of yourself. Right. Because we were all created to do something. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's not to just sit there and play video games. Right. I'm just saying. That's very true. Um, and, yeah, so I had my last one was sense of humor. Okay, so in the midst of me crushing these goals or not crushing these goals and trying to start over and uh, being teachable and make sure that person is teachable, I, we need, I need us to have a sense of humor because life be life, and, and I just need to laugh sometimes. And, so <laughs> and that's for me is for all around my friends. We have a good time. Like I could be in the middle of a crisis. Crack a joke because – just crack a joke. I need you to have a sense of humor. That's important <laughs> to break all of that because I don't want to be on on ten as far as like tense all twenty four hours of the day. No, that's not gonna work. So I need sense of humor, uh, just to mellow out all the you know maybe disappointments, the challenges in life. So that's that's extremely important to me on both ends, romantic and uh, the friend level. It's kind of funny, too, that you said that with the sense of humor, because, like, I think, like, sometimes without getting to know me, people think I'm just this really serious person (laughs) all the time, and I'm not. Like, I know that I got to be with somebody that I can have fun with. You know, I'm going to have my serious side, too. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes I want to have some fun. I want you to have a sense of humor. Yeah. Because I'm not just, like, the funniest person in the world. (laughs) But every now and then, I'm going I'm, to I'm get you kind of on the, on the sneak. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get you just a little bit. Um, but I like to get out there. I like to have some fun. You know, tell them what I'm going to do to them on their pool table. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to beat somebody on a pool table. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. So you good at pool, huh? Girl, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I have beat no, some I, of the best of I them. I haven't um, dived into that's mm. interesting. It is right. so much fun. And to talk junk with it, too. Like, you talk about a sense of humor. That's fun to talk junk when it comes to pool. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting because when we have to get on that pool table, we'll see what your skills really are. Uh, but, um, oh, oh. But, um, oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah, sense of humor is. That a is challenge? Hey, man, it's, it's, it ain't nothing but a thing, you know? Uh, but sense of humor is definitely. Uh, you, heard, you heard that, you know, the wise saying laughter is. Good medicine for the soul. Yeah. You got to. I mean, especially if I'm talking to you or, or or dating you or something like that. If you're always serious and tense, and I mean, I'm gonna say some things to be like, you know, girl, lighten up. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm because I like to have fun. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a serious go getter. Anybody that knows me, family, friends know that when I'm in serious mode, I it's, I'm about business. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, with the day-to-day stresses of life and things that are beyond your control, one thing that is a stress reliever 
um, is laughter. And there's a lot of stress relievers out there. But laughter is one that's free. <laughs> it's right, free to right. laugh, to smile, yeah. to engage in something that, 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 you know, that puts a smile on your face. Uh, so a big thing for me besides going to musical concerts uh, is going to a comedy concert. I mean, if it's somebody that's a, a comedic that comes to town that I like, oh, whether I go on a date or I go solo, I'm going to see him or her. Because mm-hmm. I like to laugh, and I need that in my life. So yeah. um, laughter is definitely good. Having a sense of humor is definitely because you don't want to be so rigid and so serious right. all the time. Like, you know, because if, yeah. you, if you are, it's a good possibility I'm going to check you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, if well, that's you ain't Memphis, so uh, you, you, gonna man, be, you know, you know, so it, it is what it is. <laughs> if that offends you, then you might as well quit talking to JD then. <laughs> In Memphis, you gonna get checked. You gonna get checked. You gonna get checked, and you gonna hear Maine. You definitely don't hear all of that. Even in the midst of the, you know, movie summer and the buzz, what's going on in in Memphis, and it's hit the, you know, all over. I'm on social media. People still, we still cracking jokes. You know, I don't remember the exact ones, but people were saying, you know, we can be going through the most ultimate crisis in Memphis, and we gonna find some to laugh about. So that's one thing I do like about the city. That we gonna find something to like just to just to take a break from all the stuff that's not going right. Um, it's just good to do that sometimes. And it's funny you should say that. I remember it's been like some years back, and I was just really upset about some things. It could I can't even remember what I was upset about, and it could have had to do with a relationship or a man or something. You know how it is. <laughs> but I remember I was talking to uh, a friend of mine and. She listened to me, and I was, like, close to tears. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. close to tears. And she just sit there. She sat there calmly. She was listening to me. And then when I got through talking, I'm sitting there just close to tears or whatever. And she just made herself fall out the chair and just busted out laughing. I mean, just <laughs> laughing. Just uh-huh. laughing hard. And she was doing it purposely so I went I'm like sitting there looking at her and I'm like ready to cry and then next thing you know it's just like I'm just laughing everything Mm -hmm. that I was talking about the seriousness seriousness of it I just forgot about all Mm -hmm. of it and all I could do is laugh and then she got up when it was all said and done and said mission accomplished (laughs) that was a good friend that's a good friend you gotta have friends like that so that means that that shows you how even with all of the three things that we talked about, all of us mentioned that even though I said it for, you know, the romantic side, Mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand too with the friend side, at least for me, because I need some friends that's going to, I need some friends that's going to hold me accountable. Yeah. I need some friends that's going to make me laugh that I can have fun with, but I can be serious with too. I need some friends that's going to speak the truth to me in love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I definitely need some friends that I can trust. And I think that, um, I can't remember how the saying goes, but a lot of times it's, it's real important to choose your friends carefully too, because you can be hanging around some people. They're still in, they're um, just doing all kinds of things. And all three of us being who we are, being life coaches, being authors, doing mm-hmm. the things that we do, 
we have to be very careful and mindful who we're hanging around too, because people are going to associate you with the type of people that you hang around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you're hanging around somebody and all they're doing is always getting into trouble, they're always uh, going to jail and stuff, who's going to want to hire you? Who's going to want to get you to come speak to their kids and stuff because (coughs) they're going to associate you with the type of people that you're hanging around with? Yep. It's very true. It was something you had mentioned I had. I I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) What you saying? (laughs) Because we so, say it so much. I know, cause it, but it all ties together. And the, oh, I know what it was, trust. And that can, there's levels to trust, actually. Because I have friends I've been friends with for at least 15 years. That's a long time. Yeah. So the, lev- the level of trust, I believe, has grown since the first day I met them. So now what I share with them now is probably it's not something I've shared in the first five years of the friendship. So I think... That's gonna grow as as you can, it's and with time also, and then you have to take. Eventually, you gotta take that chance telling somebody this, and yes. if they may, if they may, uh, you may regret it, you may not. But I think that's it's risky. It's risk. Relationships mm-hmm. can be risky because you don't know on either side. <laughs> on either side, friendships, yeah. romantic, and that's a whole that's a whole other topic right yeah. there. <laughs> well, like I said, trust it is it's levels to it. And you definitely have to earn it, at least when it comes in with me. I'm going to do my best to earn it from you, whether you're a friend or someone I'm romantically talking to, but it's not something that's just freely given. I, I got to see, you know, the merits of your character. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's going to show because you can only put your representative on for so long. Now, we, true. All, true. we all are familiar with that because we've all done it. We've all met people who do it mm-hmm. but at some point real life or human nature says at some point somebody's gonna be like this is this is this is quite a this is a little bit too much they're going exactly. to see who i am mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but you you earn your trust with me and uh but the biggest thing is is me doing my best not to break my trust with you and and the same thing in return you're not breaking right. your trust with me because once it's broken it's not that it's unable to be repaired, but it is. It, it's 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 like breaking a vase. That's a lot of pieces. Yeah. To try mm-hmm. to put it back together, so um, it's not that it's impossible, but it won't ever be the same, even if it's put back together. So, that brings me the question. Okay, so has there ever been a time? If with trust was broken, it can be any relationship, family, any of that. That. Um, that person was given another chance, and it worked out. We always talk about things that didn't work out when we trusted some per- trusted someone again. But what are what are the times that it did work out? And when that person messed up, and y'all talked about it, and then from then on, the relationship well grew stronger, I guess. So, I think um, for me, I've had both. You know, you 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 confront the person of why that you. Uh, why they, you know, you didn't tr- what they did to for you to not trust them and then correct the situation. You kind of just, I kind of just took it from there. Little by little, to see, okay, is this person going to do this again? Um, but what makes me think that, what what's in me that's going to think that they are not going to do it again? I have to see that, okay, he, they, he or she is trying or making steps to say, okay, they're trying to gain my trust again. Like I said, back to my point, it's risky. 
with somebody because we're human. We are going to mess up. I've messed up. I somebody probably doesn't trust me on certain things. So I we mess up. It's just I feel like we have to be very careful about okay, when we mess up, what are we doing after that mistake? I think first you brought up a very good point because a lot of times when you're looking at trust, you're looking at the other person and it's just like you said, sometimes we're going to mess up too. Mm -hmm. It's some things that, because you're learning each other, and it's something that you might do, it's something, and it might not even be you cheating. Right. But it's something else, telling Mm -hmm. something, you know what I'm saying? So that's something we have to look look at self, too, in that regard. And then, too. um, Am I trustworthy? Am I trustworthy? Am I I the things that I'm requiring for other people? Exactly. That's something that that I've always um heard is be be the person you're you're you seek be the person you seek Mm -hmm. um but another thing that i look at when it comes to trust like in in a relationship i've had it to where um i learned that i couldn't trust someone in a relationship however i didn't try the relationship again but i tried just being friends and i didn't I found that we were much better off as wow. friends. You know what I'm That's saying? So I have had that to happen. Wow. Because, you know, in a relationship, you're cheating, you're, you know, you're doing all these things or whatever. But in a friendship, it's like, okay, okay, this is cool. And I think that that stems from, too, um, in those cases, it wasn't starting out being friends. Mm, it was yeah. like you meet somebody, you talk a couple yep, of times, right. you know, a couple of times, and then you're in a relationship. Right. So that has made me pivot to wanting to build a friendship first. Yep. Because yeah. as you build a friendship, you care about that person. You care about each other. You care about where they're going. You get to know each other. You get a chance to have fun together. And then you can start to see as it builds what happens then right but I think it's been more times actually that when I dealt with trust in just the friendship realm Mm -hmm. that I would you know it would be something that would show me I can't trust this person anymore Mm -hmm. so I'd stop talking to him but then I'd be like okay I'm gonna try it again because we hang around the same people and there's a saying you've and we've all heard it fool me once Shame on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fool me twice. Shame on me. Ah. It ain't going to be a third time, and that's just with friendships, too. And I've had it happen to where friendships stay intact the second time, and I've had it I've had it happen. We go our separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That is what's up. Well, ladies, that's been a very interesting uh, topic that we've spoken about. So now we're going to... Moving to the segment of our podcast that, um, you know, Mr. Steve Harvey has the strawberry letter, um, which is very popular thing to those who listen to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Um, we have our own type of commentary, <laughs> but it's not the strawberry letter. We have no. what we call the banana peel. Back We're going to peel back the banana. So without further ado, um, and also, as you subscribe to our podcast, uh, which we hope that you do, um, you can send your questions that you want for all three of us 
the, the Jackson women here <laughs> and myself. No relation. <laughs> um, you can send it to what is that email address, Shamel? The Cap Podcast 3 at gmail.com. And what was that again, Erica? The Cap Podcast 3 at gmail.com. The Cap Podcast 3 at gmail.com. So make sure you write that down or what have you, but you can send your questions into us to the banana peel because we will do our best to answer those questions for you with our life experience uh just plain old common sense knowledge uh to the best of our ability but our very first banana peel from a brother named marcus marcus from whitehaven um and marcus states he's been with his girlfriend for nine months they moved in together she asked him about uh, getting a joint account, but he is not ready. Mm. Mm. What should he do? <laughs> she asked him. She asked about him a, a joint, joint account. account, and they've been dating nine months. They, they well, they've been dating nine months, and they they live together. Mm. So, mm. Uh, and he's not ready to. So he's asking us, what should he do? I think okay. mm. Ooh, that's, that's, I that's, was ready to so say that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm gonna speak for my own personal values. Um, by them living together, that brings a whole nother conversation. Uh, because now they're giving this image. Okay, we are. Married, they're not married, but they're staying together, and so you know, to each his own. But um, it's they only been for me nine months. That's not a long time. Mm-hmm. And when you get into finance and joining stuff, that is very serious. So right. I, for him to be hesitant, I could, I would be hesitant too. Yeah, I, I would, first of all, I wouldn't even be asking you to <laughs> join the cap. Well, I wouldn't even be living with you if we're not married. That's me. But right. if I let's just say I did live with you, but I'm no, wait a minute. Join council. So I for him, I do think he needs to reevaluate what's going on, whether it be okay, this getting too serious. We talk about joining finances. That's a lot. so if we're gonna do that, we might need to think about marriage. That's why exactly. I only, that might be her way to bring up the conversation about marriage. You got a point there. there. You got a point because you know women <laughs> we will try to <laughs> We were trying to slide that in some kind of way. You know what? You sure said something right there, though. Because women be like, you know, and did like, because that, that'll make you have a discussion. You know, we talked about the communication side. You know what yes, I'm saying? So yeah. that'll make you have a discussion. So, you know, like, and he could be like, you know, I think that we should wait because we're just living together right now. So, you know, so wait for what? To like marriage? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we could talk about that too. Mm-hmm. You see? That's you true. That? But I feel just like you when it comes to that. If, first of all, just living with you, mm, no. Put a ring on it, but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but if it's just and you're just living together in that type of situation, because we're talking about Marcus, we're not talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> but with Marcus, I would say have a conversation. Yeah, commu- like we said, communication. You, you have to have a conversation. I think, yeah. Well, what I would tell Marcus is this, Brian. Um, I get it. You know, you're living with your girlfriend. You all have been together nine months, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, the the basis of it, you need to just have a conversation with her to let her know that 
let's let's take this by steps. We keep our separate accounts, but we still pay the bills here. Um, since you all are cohabitating, or as the old folks say back in the day, you're shacking. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what it is. But uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not and I'm not being judgmental because I've experienced that in my lifetime. I've had someone stay with me, and um, but that won't happen again unless it's unless they have my last name. But um, but even then, when I did that, oh, everybody had their own account. You know, we, <laughs> we, we, we we don't joint joint finances come into uh, into play when we when you are totally Team Davis mm-hmm. when you have the last Ooh, name like of that. Davis. <laughs> but in, while you still have your last name and I have my last name. Um, and it say if we were living together, like I said, which I've done it before, and I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that again unless I were to get married. Um, we're gonna have separate accounts, and even when we do get married, we have a joint account, but we still have our separate exactly. accounts because the joint account would be strictly for household mm-hmm. as well as savings, a joint checking and savings, but. Then our separate account, if you want to do something with your girls or mm-hmm. or for your family or whatnot or me for the same thing, for whatever I want to do, then that comes out of my personal account. We com- uh, converse with one another when we put our hands to anything that's joint. Mm-hmm. So if you see yourself going to be with this woman for the next nine months or beyond and you decide you know, you want to take that step to marry her, then, you know, Express that to her and say that you'd rather wait to do a joint account then. Um, but you got to be tactful in how you say it. Yeah. Because the way that women hear things is totally different than the way that That's true. we hear things. <laughs> Please believe. <laughs> so if you say it like, look, I ain't trying to do that. Now go on somewhere. Oh, no. Oh, you feel to get a bunch of stuff started. And then <laughs> when I say stuff, I mean stuff that's not going to end well for you. Um but just just sit her down and let her know that that's something you want to look into once you all decide if you all are going to get married. Now, with some people that work, because I've known people, um, and I won't call any names, but I've known some people who have um, been together for years, not married, and they got joint accounts. Um, and, you know, I guess it works well for them. So it's different strokes for different folks. Right. But for you to even pose this question, it's obvious that you, you know, you're hesitant. You don't feel sure about doing that just yet. Um, so I totally understand. So, but definitely have that conversation with your woman. Uh, see, look at her reaction. Now, if she gets all <laughs> bent out of shape and all dramatic, hmm, uh, because, you know, you're not going to always agree, but. You, you you want to make a sound decision, and if you're going to be the man and lead, then you got to just, you know, set that precedence. It's not about trying to, you know, rule over anybody or anything like that, because I know sometimes people take that all out of context. Right. But, you know, but you set that precedence there. But just let her know. Just, just have a conversation with her. Now, if she act like she doesn't understand or it's just, you know, it becomes a problem, then you – may need to rethink everything, but I want to get too heavy on that, but definitely have a conversation with her. But I do understand, uh, you know, it's joint accounts until you become Team Davis with me. <laughs> I, I can't speak for any other man. man that's just how that go. 
based on me hearing different men give their take on just relationships in general, I think they would agree with you, Jerry. Like, because mm-hmm. you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But um, when it comes to money, men get real interested when it comes to money. So to share their money or their account information with a woman, that's I feel like that's a huge step um, for a man. What do you think? Well, it varies on, it depends on the guy, his personality, um, I mean, he can love you or even be in love with you, but still have a sound mind when it comes to order of things he wants to do. Right. Now, if it's just somebody who jumping head first into everything and they're going strictly off emotion and haven't really looked at everything, they that individual guy may do that. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying there's something wrong with that guy. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do I know a couple guys like that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but, you know, it just really depends on the guy. Yeah. But I, I just think there's an order in doing things. And, you know, some yeah. people don't cohabitate and get married. Some people cohabitate and they get married. Some people cohabitate and they never get married. Uh, it just depends on the individuals and what a woman or a man decide they want to do. But, like, like I said, again, far as joint accounts, far as with me, we, we Team Davis – before we join that that money together. <laughs> Until then, we have separate accounts uh, while we're in the dating phase, courting phase, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you and know. That's, that's the way it should be, too, yeah. because if you're not married, at least when you're married, you're looking into a lifelong partnership. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just living together. There's no guarantee in that. So why would you want to put your money in with someone else on something that's not even a guarantee. Right. But I think, you know, the girlfriend was trying to open up a conversation about Has to marriage. Be. <laughs> Has to be. Just going off how, I, if I was to say that, that would mean me bringing up, okay, we finna talk about marriage. So Marcus, she is slicker than a can of oil. <laughs> And she is trying to get you to open up about marriage, sir. Yep, so, Marcus, so, let us know. Let us know. After you yeah. have that conversation, Marcus, let Please us know what came after that. Yeah. Please do. We need some effective communication about this topic because she might go in another direction. You come the wrong way. Get ready. Good. That was good. Nine months. Join the count. Mm-mm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we appealed the banana. We done talked about uh, Lori Harvey. We talked about Beyonce. We done talked about uh, Tyree Nichols. We talked about so many things today. We, but we want to wrap this up with um, something from each and every one of us um, based based on our platform. Um, our platforms, I deal with breakups or for women. But a lot of things that I say regarding breakups can go for men as well. So in this moment, I want to share that my forget all that moment is um, picking back from my book, Girl, Forget All That. Um, so in this moment, I'll just give a quick tip about what can help you heal from a breakup. And so um, today I do want to say in regards to that is release your expectations of how long it's going to take you to heal from a breakup and what you're going to have to do in that healing process. And so I say that because I'm speaking from experience. Uh, when I went through a breakup two th- a couple years ago in 2018, I was like, man, 
three months, I'm going to be over this. I'm back in the dating scene, doing my thing. And that did not happen. It took much longer than I intended. And your story might not be my story, but just the main thing is release your expectations. Don't be like, okay, I'm going to give myself uh, two months. You might be like me, three months. But no, just let just trust the process. I know we hear that over and over, but truly trust the process so that when you go back into the dating scene, um, it'll be different. You learn something from that relationship that you can take into um, the next relationship. And maybe the next relationship will end in a breakup. So that is my forget out of that moment. Um, just surrender to the process. Do release your expectation of what that may look like for you and don't compare your journey to somebody else's. All right. Okay. So just forget all that. <laughs> okay. So for my moment, um, I like to call this the detour moment. Um, anybody who knows me, you know, and I said this at the beginning, I um, did two stage plays, Detours 1 and Detours 2, and I will be coming out this year with my book from Detours to Destiny. So some people do call me the Detour Queen, but um, <laughs> the reality of it is that all of us go to, go through some kind of detour, be it a relationship, as we've just got through talking about, be it a job, be it someone passing away. We go through different detours. But the thing that I want to leave with you guys today is the detours are hard, but they're necessary for the journey. So what we have to do is we have to be sure not to give up in it, but to go through it because ultimately it can lead us to our destination. That is great, man. These two ladies have come with some definitely some wisdom. <laughs> so that leaves me, uh, and I'm going to wrap it up with something that I do on my social media platforms that a lot of people know. I call it raindrops. Uh, you know, like the rain falls from the sky, raindrops. I like to drop something on people's brain, make them think um, about different capacities of life, the different things that we deal with. And just, just overall wisdom. And my brain drop moment segment for this first podcast that we're doing, um, the past is a great teacher, but a terrible landlord. Learn from it, but don't live in it. Once again, I'm going to say, the brain drop for the day is the past is a great teacher, but a terrible landlord. Learn from it, but don't live in it. A lot of times as individuals, men or women, we... We dwell in our past. And even if you're married, single, business-related, or even with you know, situations from family, you tend to dwell in the past. Uh, whatever offense, um, hurt, failure that has happened, it's, it's happened. So the only thing you can do from that is learn from it and try not to repeat it and uh, allow it to help you grow. Now, that's easier said than done, but, you know, we're all adults, so life is going to be always easier said than done, but you got to do it. You got to man up, woman up, and do it. So that is my brain drop for anyone out there listening uh, to make sure you operate in that capacity. We are grateful that you all have taken the time to listen to our podcast. Please subscribe to it. Send us the banana peel questions until the next episode. Uh, we look forward to speaking back with you all again. This is Jerry, J.D., Coach Davis. Cultivate. 
This is Erica E. Jizzle <laughs> Accumulate. And this is Shamel P. Prosper. Until next time. Until next time. See y'all later. Thank you.